Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cinema Nerd Presents, the filmography of Hoyta Von Hoytema. My name is Kyle Woods. I'm here with my buddy James, and we're going to discuss the film Call Girl. James, you have a lot of experience. What's a Call Girl? <laughs> uh, the, it, it's, it's an interesting film, but I, it lost me many times but it also stuck with me. So it's kind of a funny, uh, the, the concepts and the writing or like the, the basis of the film really like stuck with me. And I found myself many times afterwards kind of thinking about it. Even watching other films, I'd be like, ah, oh. <laughs> because the subject matter is quite heavy, but in a clever way, but the, the I don't know if it's the direction or what. Maybe I was tired, but um, it lost me many times with the edit. Like, <laughs> I to think it's a screenplay thing. I had a very similar reaction. Um, and before we unpack too much of that, should we talk about anything else? Have you seen much lately? <coughs> ah, sorry. About that. Um, yeah, you you start first actually, um, and I'll just bring up my okay. Book. I only have a couple and it's going to be kind of like <laughs> I, my fear for this whole episode is that it's just going to be like eh, meh and that's oh, yeah. my, been my reaction to the stuff I've been watching lately so I, I caught up with The River Wild which oh, is yeah. a movie that I loved a lot as a kid but I don't think I've seen since I was 10-ish you know oh, yeah. but it's crazy to me that Meryl Streep and John C. Riley could be in the same scene acting against each other and it would just be boring. And you're like, this is not working. What's going on here? <laughs> okay. It's right. really good actors and it's the kind of movie I like a lot, you know, just a real straightforward 90s thriller. Yeah. It just, it really falls flat most of the way through. Oh, yeah. So keeping in that tradition, I also watched uh, VFW. That doesn't fall flat necessarily. It's a much more exciting movie from 2019 with um, uh, Stephen Lang. Is VFW. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it. What it's about it? a group of uh, American, you know, the VFW in America stands for the Veterans of Foreign Wars. And they're like these clubhouses that yeah. vets go to sort of like, I don't know, like an Elks Club or a Mason's yeah. Temple or something like that, but it's very military-centric. And the deal with this movie is that it's in a sort of stylized future where drug addicts are essentially zombies and the drug addicts descend upon this VFW. And Stephen Lang and his gang of aged sort of like Vietnam vets and then one maybe Afghanistan, Iraq young guy yeah. is in there. And they have to fend off the thing. You know, it's a real yeah. straightforward, they're coming to get us, we got to defend the fort. And in yeah. that, it's largely successful. And Stephen Lang is so fun to watch. And the cast is really pretty excellent. George Wendt shows up for a couple of scenes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was produced by Fangoria. And it shows. And uh, I don't know okay. if I like that or not. You know what I mean? Like, if you're into sort of like, splat skull blood effects oh, yeah. this is the movie for you i i don't mind them like so they don't make me hate a film but they don't 
that's not a, if that's never a reason I'm watching a film. Like I'm I'm never like it never adds a lot to it for me. Like you know, uh, the gore can be taken away by putting a cut, you know, a cut away or just out of frame, and it's just as impressive to me. Like you know, the the gore is never my. Um, but I understand that people like to see like insane stuff. So that it's for some people, but it's not my. I don't yeah. Know. It, I'm kind of the same way. I'm not specifically opposed to it. And there are places where practical effects and like good gore effects really Actually, enliven me. I'm talking out my ass because uh, like the Peter Jackson early films, I don't know if you ever watched, like, I mean, I love proper physical effects that are all ridiculous and over the top. Like, I, I think that. it's when... No, I'm I think sorry. It's no, no, I, I just think when it's trying to be uh, like realistic and torture porny, and I'm like, I'm just not in, you know, like I. This is not torture porn. It's definitely okay. much more in like the late 70s, early 80s schlock. It does have, oh. like, it reminds me of bad taste in the oh, way yeah. that melons pop open. And yeah. You know, okay. I, so yeah. I do, I do enjoy that if it's done like with that kind of comedy it doesn't even have to be comedic but it's got that hint of comedy you know like you, you, yeah there's something yeah. a little like i don't want to say cheap but like tactile and you can mm. feel the effort going into the thing and i really appreciate that a lot especially in the movies around the time that we're talking like in the the early days of you know bad taste and um yeah. you know brain dead, dead and stuff like that right what was brain dead called in america i remember it's not called brain Dead. Oh, I think it's called Bad Taste. I might be saying, is that a Oh, different... no, no, no. So Bad Taste was the Aliens one. Yeah. And then Brain Dead was the one where the spider monkey gives pe makes people into zombies. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was called Dead Alive in America. Oh, yeah, that's right. And... I remember it had a different name. But yeah, it's called Brain Dead in, um, in New Zealand. Yeah. Does it have the same cover art of like the mouth yeah. stretching? And oh, my God, that's so good, dude. Yeah. So yeah, I do have an affinity for these things, yeah. but I'm not like the, the rah-rah guy for it. And the rest of the stuff happening here just felt very kind of rote and, you know, all right, good enough. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my review of VFW. Good enough. Yeah, you know. Okay. And the last one I'll talk about is Peter Pan from 2003. Wait, Hook? No. No. Wait, what, what Peter Pan from 2003 is? It's called Peter Pan, and it's a live-action Peter Pan adaptation, and it's very, very faithful to the original cartoon. Like uh, stealing kids at the... I can't even remember the... Uh, yeah, like... Well, Tinkerbell's trying to get her... No, Pan's trying to get oh, his shadow back, right? That's right, yeah. He loses his shadow, and then, yeah. Um the sort of ancillary cast is very good. I, I think that the cast is all really good and the performances are all really good. It's one of those movies that's sort of like, oh, this is way, way better than I thought it was going to be. And it's largely because it's faithful and tight to the original cartoon in a way okay. that so many of these live action remakes where it's like, why is The Lion King an extra 45 minutes long? How, what are you adding to this story? So yeah. this does almost none of that. There is a little bit of a stretch. The biggest 
problem that I had sort of aside from watching this story in our modern era is the woman who plays Tinkerbell is called Ludovine Senior, Senior, okay. who is a well-awarded actor. She's like won some BAFTAs and was maybe even Oscar nominated or some shit for like best foreign, whatever. So she's an accomplished performer, but she plays Tinkerbell in this thing. And yep. she plays it like a cartoon, which is good, but it doesn't work. I, oh. I don't know exactly how to land this. The, like one of the constant criticisms I have about live action animation remakes is that you're doing it wrong. It just, we can't capture the majesty of animation in live action and we lose so much energy in these movies. This actually gets that energy across through almost all of the performances and the visuals are really lush and weird. And her performance, I think is pitched at the cartoon level of the original animation direction, but okay. she doesn't have that literal pixie dream girl energy. She, it just comes off very flat and strange to me. So it either needs to be like, 30% more human or 100% more cartoon. And I just, I couldn't get my head around what was happening with that whole thing the whole time. <coughs> oh, weird. I, I don't even know the film. Like, <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Um, Let them in, James. <coughs> don't know what that is. Um, Jose's getting it. All good. Um, all right. So, pause for edit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I, I watched. Oh, Jose and I watched um, Thomas Vinterberg, his latest one, called Another Round. Oh, with Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen. It's yeah. high on the stack for me. I have a copy right here, and I'm very, oh, yeah. very yeah. excited to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, it's an interesting run. Like it, uh, it's fun but also sad. <coughs> Sorry, mate. No, don't be. You want to take a second? Um, I might go get some water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Breathe, dude. <coughs> Hello. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, another round. Um, I I like the setup. It's like it's heavy like you know like it, it deals with alcoholism kind of in a way like you know and so you're kind of always a little bit anxious because they're kind of dicing with uh, if you don't know the setup of it basically the the concept is that they read like one of them is studying researching and finds a a, a study where they say that humans actually operate they're missing alcohol in their blood they're meant to have a small amount of alcohol in their bloodstream to op to operate optimally like yeah. that and so then they kind of take it on board and they decide to constantly be a little bit drunk and they're all teachers at a school and so then it's like the uh, uh, it's kind of the positives and negatives of that adventure but um, i'm curious to see it because i spent a lot of time you know on the anthropology of consciousness and so I'm 
from a community that is into microdosing and um, endogenous entheogens and mm -hmm. the like. So I'm predisposed to value these ideas for better or worse. They, they don't technically do it all that scientifically. Like they try, <laughs> they're, not, they're not very good at it. So um, the story very quickly kind of becomes a bit off that kilter for me, but uh, the, it's, it's good. Uh, I mean, Mads Mikkelsen is amazing. Yeah. And the other guys, um, I don't know their names, but you see them in a lot of the films. Um, uh, Jose knows them well, uh, but yeah, they're, they're all doing an amazing job. Um, and yeah, it feels real. Like, it, you know, it, it just, the drinking feels like, like I don't, like they're very good actors because they in, embody that feeling of drunk perfectly on on the screen that's a tough one to play especially like a little buzzed up you know yeah. anybody can fall down that's not a real challenge but just getting a little loose in your performance that yeah. that's tricky yeah and yeah it's the spectrum and they do a lot of moving along the spectrum you know and you're like you get where they are in the spectrum from body cues not from wow how drunk am i you know like they yeah. they they get you there visually through their acting and through their gaze and through their like it's 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 well done yeah have you ever seen the lost weekend no it's an no. american film from like the i want to say the late 40s but for sure it was done by the early 50s it's right after world war ii and it's about a couple of gis coming back and trying to process their experience through a bender you know they just are on a yep. long binge and it's a good movie it's not a, like a leaving las vegas kind of thing though is it or um i mean there's certainly strains of that in that you know both of these people are incredibly traumatized and they don't have the language to explore that so they're making decisions that are self-destructive in an effort to find liberation yeah okay well i mean that's that's interesting that's really i might i might check it out that sounds good worth a watch yeah what All else right. no i mean no, I, I i've been working bled out so the, <laughs> the, just all right well let's talk about call girl for sure so you kind of said it earlier and i i really felt similarly i'll, I'll put a finer point on it it was about an hour, it was 55 minutes into this movie before I became interested. Um, and then I got really, really interested for about 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, this is just going exactly where you think it's going. And then I got really, really bored again for the rest of the runtime. And it's two hours and 20 minutes long. And I don't want to be the dude who's like, this movie is too long, but it's I, it only engaged me at various points, you know? I think it could have been more engaging with the same story. Like, so I wasn't, wasn't necessarily disappointed with the story, but there's a, there's editing choices and directing choices where I lose track of who's who. And I'm pretty good at that normally, but um, the police officer was having sex with his wife in his house with his, and his daughter comes in. Mm -hmm. And I thought, the wife was a call girl and the daughter was Iris. And like, because they just cut from some other, because they, they have a habit of cutting 
quite harshly to new scenes and different people. And for me, a lot of the, I think there was uh, Sasha and Sonia, they looked quite similar to me. And then, um, yeah, there was just a lot of times where I'm like, wait, why is that person there? And then it's not that person or, or um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I got lost. And my favorite thing about movies is working out things. And in this film, maybe I was just tired, but I honestly got lost for the first like 45 minutes of the film. I was like, who's that person again? And wait, what's this? And yeah. Interesting. I, I didn't have that experience, which is so fascinating because we're kind of flipped on last week's viewing where I, would, yeah. I thought the first hour was inscrutable and just didn't know where I was. Um, yeah. The first half of this thing, I found like I, what I'm. I guess I'll draw out and say that I really like that it's about the call girl, you know, and spending yeah. that time with her and developing this character and, and getting tonal with that energy. I think is a success of the movie. Yeah. And as we traverse the experiences that she's having. I, I was pretty lucid with it. I, I, I felt like I knew who was who and what their motivations were, but I also sort of consider that a weakness because I was so bored by this thing that I could like, I mean, I don't want to say that I turned my attention away from it, but it just, you're like, yeah, no, I know how this scene's going to go. And then the scene goes exactly the way that you think it's going to go. So maybe you're just sort of checking out because there's not much here other than exactly what you expect. It, it might've been that, like I might've just checked out sometimes and then not picked it up because basically I saw Iris leave the, the boarding house mm. and then it cuts to a red car filled with girls and the pimp. And I was like, she's already a core girl. And then I was yeah. trying to work out which one she was. And I'm like, oh, is this in the future? And then it was like, oh no. <coughs> no, that's the past. Yeah, this is a random other thing. And then device. Yeah, and, and I got so lost so many times like that. And um, but uh the story. Yeah, I was I was never yeah. lost, but I was just entirely checked out the whole time. So mm. the story is that you know, this young vulnerable girl gets locked into a, a boarding school or you know a home for wayward children type of thing um yeah. and then gets sub, um really I, groomed into a bit of a trap groomed is the word yeah. thank you groomed is the word there is no hope for her once she gets involved because the the older girls get her involved in that in like a in like a a harmless dance thing where she gets a little bit of money for like dancing but the second the scary people walk into the room she can't say no she wouldn't know to say no because she's 14 years old 14. if she said no they wouldn't let her and from there it's she thinks she's making decisions, but she's not at all. And then the second she makes a real decision, she gets hit and then told the last girl that asked for that fell off the back of a fairy. Uh, yeah, and I think that's one know. of the strengths of the movie is the courage to end with her just sitting with the despair. You know, there's yeah. only a lot of pain for this poor, 
poor girl. Um, and I think Hollywood movies would, you know, to be trite, give us a winning ending or, yeah. you know, some sort of empowerment theme. And, you know, you got to appreciate the brutality of yeah, honesty. That, that's what I was going to say to you, because you were saying that you were kind of checked out for the rest of the film, but I actually found the ending of the film very strong and a little hard because the, the only people that cared disappeared or died and get hit by a car twice yeah yeah and then it's like i don't that you know like it, it's no it, I, it's, I think the grim realism of this thing i think the, and you know this sort of draws out to a larger experience that i'm having i wrote a piece about michael clayton recently um okay and the the thing about that movie is integrity. It's people coming face to face with the decisions that they've made and why they've made them. Um, and so much of our world is just not doing that at all. And it's a big part of the problems that we face as a society is um, a lack of certainty of self and a desperation for identity that gets uh, back up. Go ahead. 100%. No, no, 100%. The, the hauntingness of this film, one, is the trap that the girl falls into. Like the, 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 ob the realization that this is very much based on true stories. If it's not a true story, it's, it's many true stories. Right. That was haunting and just kind of stuck with me because you're like, oh, God, like tough. But then the, the other thing was the politicians and people in power that get involved with awful things. And the second they're involved with awful things, they are completely incapable of getting rid of awful things. Like if you're a member of the shitty group, you can't stop the shitty group. So it- Who will police the police? Yeah, but it, 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 it really rung that home for me. So there are moments in this film where I'm very happy with how they kind of structured it. But there are moments, like big moments, where I'm like, I don't, don't know what's going on, and it drags on a bit, and you know, like so. There are there are wins within this film. No, um, I mean the win is the corrupt politician who takes power by hiding these crimes. You know. Oh, sorry. I mean wins wins as a filmmaker. Like they really got home some messages. There's nobody winning in this film. Yeah, very well. I, I but I. I take issue with a little bit of that because I, uh, I don't know, those messages land for me. They do. I, oh, I, I am <laughs> struggling so hard to not say that it's two movies fighting with itself because it's not. And yet I, I kind of want it to be this is a bad note and it's not what I actually want, but like, I need a little more just about the call girl or I need a lot more about the political sphere and let her be our guide to it. So yeah. if we had an extra like half hour in this movie, I might even be a little happier because yeah. there were points where the tone really started to settle in. And I was just like, yeah, I'm floating along with this. I'm floating along with this and then like i said earlier i think the real problem is script i don't think yep. there are any surprises here i don't think it's saying anything in the subtext I, I think it's just all on its face 
And that makes for a boring movie. You know, it just kind of does. It is, it is like, it is a boring movie. Yeah. So coming right back, like you're not wrong. And I did find myself like looking at my watch and like, <laughs> aha, like, God, what's going on? And yeah, <clears throat> I'm just aware that this, I was kind of annoyed watching it. I was like, ah, oh, what's this? And okay. And then there were bits that you're like, okay, but really it didn't pull me in. I turned it off, found myself half an hour later thinking about it. And then the next day watching something else and I'm thinking about that poor girl, poor girl and the, the horrible structure of everything built. So that's the kind of thing I like getting from films where my brain keeps going with it, where it goes, I can't let go of this. This is interesting. Like, you know, what is, what is this? And, uh, you know, uh, so it did that. I don't know what that is, you know, like, but. Well, that, that is the title of the movie. And, you know, we're kind of talking circles around it, but it's, I like that we're exploring the human side of this thing. So many versions of this story are just like the politicians and the trial and the downfall. And we get one scene from the poor distressed woman put upon, you know, yeah. I really, really applaud this thing for being, no, this is about this girl. Yeah. That's good. And, and again, a little bit tonal, I'm coming into it, I'm coming into it, I'm coming into it. And just as I'm sort of grasping the energy that, that I think we're trying to convey, we really switch hard and go into this political thriller. And then the, the political thriller is bad. There's, I, I've just seen it like a thousand times before. And, you know, every, again, every scene plays out exactly as you think it would. And that unfortunately projects back to the stuff that works very well when it's like a coming of age, distressed youth thing, it's stronger, but it's predictable. It just is everything you think is going to happen in this movie. But the performance of the lead, the, the titular call girl is so, so strong. Uh, Sophia, what's, uh, sorry, I want to get her full name. Sophia. Karamir. Karamir, thank you. Uh, is uh, really, really, really good in this thing. And uh, you know what? Absolutely. There's no bad performances. The, all of the actors are very, very strong. And it's sort of, it feels like like an Oscar play movie yeah. in America that just is like, well, yeah, no, you've made that. Uh, so I watched The Judge recently, which is a terrible movie that is much worse than this one. So it's not a fair comparison, but you're like, yeah, yeah no, I understand how these beats go. We, we've done this over and over again. Why are we doing this again here? Yeah. No, I mean, I think the kids of the film do an amazing job. The, the wayward kids home feel so sincere like if you've ever you know question i haven't um sorry keep i I don't mean to interrupt you there i I visited one as a youth and i remember being like oh fuck this is scary and like you know the kind of yeah it's rough rough looking yeah and it's rough feeling here and has the vibes of institutions you know um, I, I've certainly spent my time in and around them. Never a you know wayward child's home, but not institutions either. similar to these, um, and it, it definitely gets some of that right, at least to my experience. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess the only I I don't have a ton here. You know, I I, I found it 
kind of very uh, yeah yeah. The one thing I want to call out is I was trying to watch for our our guy Hoyta and see what I could draw right. out. And obviously, there's the parallels of like the period piece and political yeah. intrigue that we just saw recently. But the one that struck out really strongly to me was the overhead removed shot of the car crash, the first car crash. Yeah. That's like straight out of Let Me In. Yeah, I, I, I liked that. Um, that's the, that, yeah, uh, the, the far away action and the like, you know, like the framed out, like nothing's going to happen and then something happens is really like for... It's so uh, ominous though, like you have to assume something's going to happen because there's one speck of motion in this giant frame. So oh, yeah, like, so you, you do kind of know it's happening, but I just mean like the typical thing is to get in close and watch the nose hit the, th you know, like have three cuts to show how quick everything's moving and then you show. Right, and it's like the hands on the steering wheel and the side mirror exploding and then the car tipping and yeah. Yeah, all of the and i found that um funny enough the the coldness and removedness of the car accident i've been in a couple car accidents and it's a funny thing that you kind of do feel removed from it the instant it happens so like there's a big accident and then you're out of the car and it feels like something that's happened to somebody else or like you're not yeah, so I found it very uh, convincing, like, you know, so the, the car accident happens and then he steps out and goes kind of confused, walks up to people that you don't see the face of and he asks a question and it's kind of blurry and then he gets hit, you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, the confusion and the, the removedness of it, I found, um, yeah, like it truly brought home <laughs> the feeling, it was good. Right on. Yeah, I, th I found it to be an effective scene, and I am fortunate to have not been in a serious car accident no. in my life, so I'm glad you got through it, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got, got a bit of titanium in me, but other than that, I'm <laughs> doing well. All right. Well, um, do you yeah. want to explore that? Should we? Oh, no, just, yeah. Car accident, 16, uh, driving a terrible car a little too fast and then i don't think the brakes worked <coughs> oh. or i i don't know i like you know like you kind of you kind of lose memory backwards so you kind of barely remember what yeah but wow that's gonna yeah. be a wild experience huh yeah 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 it was pretty all right sorry yeah. i don't i don't mean to drag you back there i just didn't oh, no 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 it didn't it didn't really haunt me at all it was um it was just weird like like I said, you kind of feel like it happened to somebody else. Like all of it, you kind of describe what happened, but it doesn't, never feels real. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wonder if that's, um, Megs and I have been, well, we watched a few episodes of a Netflix show about like, I don't know, reincarnation, death and dying kind of thing. Okay. Um, and like I previously mentioned, I spent a lot of time on the anthropology of consciousness so I'm watching yeah. this whole thing the whole time being like, well, they're missing big pieces of information here. And one of the things that I found really comforting is the, you know, this idea of going towards the light and the possibility that our, our brains are flooding us with endorphins or other endogenous entheogens. 
to help us process this experience or to guide us from this experience to the next one. And I, I find that simultaneously incredibly fascinating and incredibly comforting. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear a first person account of, of that experience. I mean, not obviously that experience, but a no, but harrowing experience. The more we learn, the more it's looking like, you know, the human body is really amazing at certain things like that. Like one of the problems that they worked out was um, uh, in hospitals, they were doing too much and they weren't allowing the human body to realize it was in trouble and turn on its mechanisms. So uh, during World War One or two, I can't remember, but there was some like the deaths went up, not down. And it was because they were drugging them too much and making them too comfortable. And there were things that they worked out that the human body had to realize, no, this is critical. I need to stop blood flow. I need to like shut down. I need to do this thing. And um survival rates went up once they worked out that they had to kind of hands off a bit sometimes. You know? It's reminded me of some specific information about Tylenol and uh, battlefield triage, but also flu triage. There was a time where we were giving people incredible doses of Tylenol because it is a miracle drug, but it also yeah. will shut down your liver if you take too much of it. And we didn't learn that until after a lot of people died because of it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> visually, there are some lovely shots. Uh, there are some issues I have. And one of them was part of my confusion is that the prostitute house looks identical to the policeman's house with the kitchen in the same position, the living room in the same position, bedroom in the, you know, like, uh, so the sets were too similar for my probably disinterested brain, but I kept on equating certain locations the same. So um, that feels purposeful to me, though, in, it, in two regards. It, I think one of it is, uh, you know, speaking as an outsider with no experience, part of my American indoctrination is to believe that that's just like, oh, socialist housing block. There's a lot of very similar apartments scattered throughout this land you know we see that repeated over and over again in london where you know there are huge towers full of ten thousand of the exact same apartment um i mean yeah i got the feeling like they were varied you know like proper european varied towns but maybe maybe not maybe that's exactly what they're getting across um i, I think there's a, a larger point there I'm, I'm trying to like uh display my prejudices before i get into the real criticism which is that i i think they're making a point about there being no difference between this level of corruption that level of corruption and just people trying to survive at a certain point you're on this wheel and you can't you're beholden to it even if you want to make better decisions you're either going to, and this is me just being like a wild, you know, hippie, politically minded person, but you're either going to succumb to this system or you're going to die from it. Yeah. And those are kind of the options here. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it's bleak, but it's uh, like the acting was good. The, the, 
like you say, it, it lost me a bit, but um, it's, yeah, I don't know how to equate that because it's kind of like a paradox where it lost me and I wasn't all that into it, but it stuck with me and it stayed in my mind a lot. So, uh, yeah. I'm listening to uh, the Blank Check podcast episode about used cars. And they had uh, Jason Manzukis and Paul Shear from How Did This Get Made? And oh, yeah. one of the things that they got into, it's a really good episode if you're just sort of into filmmaking in general and comedy filmmaking in the state of the industry. There's a lot of very talented, very um, creative people talking about yeah. how this thing works. One of the things that gets lost there is, oh man, now I just got lost to my own point. I'm really sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Um, it, it's I'll have to listen to it I'll go through um, yeah the um, I mean wrapping up this one uh, the I the visual cues are good I get I get a lot from the the mundanity of certain elements and then the kind of the rawness of you know like it it certainly put me in that moment in that in that place quite often but um yeah i don't know i think with this i, I don't know who the director is sorry mikhail martin main mm-hmm. i i don't know mikhail but uh i without being rude to mikhail i feel like with a very strong director this could have been a very good film like i think the actors are very good and i think there is a story there that works, but it's kind of a bit formula. I don't know. It's not formulaic. It's just no. It is. Something. It really is. I I, I want to call that out. I think it is very formulaic, and I think it's two formulas smashed on top of each other. It's a coming of age story, and it is a political thriller. And in but, neither of those things is it at all original. In combining both of those things, it is doing something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I liked the kind of innocent step in. So like you kind of come in with this, this girl who's young but thinks she knows better and wants to go out and party. And you kind of gently get really trapped. And when you look back at the trap, you realize how quick into the trap you were. Like. You know, you're following her along on the adventure and she kind of has a battle, a fight with the older girls and the older girls go, you're going to come out with us. And it's kind of a trap right from that second a little bit. And yeah, then- and that's, but I, even from that moment, I feel like it's so strongly projected. And then we get another moment where the, um, is it Sasha, so- uh, Sonia, sorry. Very early on in the movie, kind of unmotivated, shoots the jealousy back at Iris. And I mean, we get it, right? She's like more desirable. So there's sort of innate human jealousy there, but the movie's pushing so hard at where we're gonna end up that that moment occurs like 20, 25 minutes into the movie. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, I know every beat from here on out, you know, I just, I think maybe it was I benefited from not understanding what was going on, <laughs> not knowing who anyone was for a while. 
because I, I I didn't necessarily read it very quickly, and I just was like, oh, nice. Like I did, I saw where I thought it was going, which was the same traps. But when I looked back in my mind at what the, I was like, oh wait, I was in the trap a lot earlier than I thought I was in the trap. I thought the trap was, you know, after the Glenn showed up, you know, with the the pimp to the party but i think they were they were they were screwed from the second the older girls recommended them they were well she was screwed from the moment her mother put her into this home or her caretaker whoever that character is you know is she's her mother <laughs> unclear and I, I think that's maybe a success of the movie i like that we're just sort of like okay troubled abandoned moving forward yeah, I, I don't need to spend a lot of time on like her specific troubles. Yeah. I, I want to take a second to call out and please forgive me, Marietta von Huswolf von Baumgarten, who scripted this movie and is a development person apparently, but she was also involved in The Babadook, which is a movie I like a lot. Okay, good. I will check it out. I don't know. You haven't seen The Babadook? No. Oh, it's a, um, I believe it's an Australian filmmaker. She made The Nightingale uh, like two years ago. The yeah. Babadook, since we're on the topic, it uh, really did a lot of things for me specifically as a only child to a single mother who was struggling with depression when I was being raised. The Babadook okay. captures something about that experience and the midpoint of that movie turns so hard and so like, gah, in a way that I felt, again, because of my experiences, it was like, oh, oh, I'm seen. I'm, I'm pointing at James through the Zoom call right now because I can't express vigorously enough how impactful that moment was to me as a, a cinema viewer. Really, really well-observed and adept filmmaking. I like the Babadook a lot. And the, Okay. Yeah, I will put that in my list. Actually, I need to start putting these things that I say are in my list. Yeah. Actually, in my list. yeah, yeah, it gets long. Same problem. Yeah. Um, that's a good I, well, to have. What's that? That's a good problem to have. There's always more movies out there. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, this was good. Uh, I I do think that one of the benefits of the way we're doing these, this series is that we get to see films like this because there's no chance I'd ever see this film. Uh, I don't, I'm not saying like, you know, but it's just so good to get like these like extra flavors and to well, my I film watching. I agree. I was having a similar experience thinking like, oh, so when we started this series and even still right now, I don't know how to talk about von Hoytema as a cinematographer and an auteur and like find his work within this thing. But yep. I am really liking the excuse to watch a bunch of movies that I would not have otherwise seen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just, you know, like that little point in the middle of this list of films and a lot of them are very, very familiar. Mm -hmm. But then I was just like, I was quite grateful to see this little film. Um, and just high level it's very solid it's really well executed i just think there's a little spice missing from the sauce you know that yeah i think that's it like i 
I don't know what I would do, and I think it might be the director for me. But there's there's a thing you can do, and this gets a little bit of, you know, a punch or two, and it's 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 a very good film, or in some way, like for me. Yeah, uh, I have some pitches. You know, like I said earlier, I would maybe pick a lane a little bit more. I think that might make it a little more digestible of a film, but I don't know that it would be as impactful. Less political, but I kind of enjoyed the, tr like, so the, the story, yeah, I mean, we're getting right back into it, but the, the political side is very typical, but it really showed me how once they're in, once the political, once the police chief is kind of a dirty sleaze bag, there's no way for them to help stop the dirty sleaze bag circle and and i i've seen so many films which does this kind of concept but i've never really had it run home as much as this where everyone's just looking out for themselves and they're just tripping up the investigation just enough to keep themselves out of trouble but because they're constantly tripping it up and there's so many people doing the tripping the investigation can never happen and then these children are just forever screwed, like forever. I, I think that's what makes the movie successful because we have seen a lot of the political stuff and you know, we're, we're circling around it at this point, but yeah, the fact that we spend more time with the call girl yeah. is good and interesting and a m more impactful way to view these stories because man, I hate to be so cynical, but watching the plot of this thing fall out you're just like well yeah of course they, these monsters are gonna monster what are we gonna do about this and yeah giving us a moment with the, the people that's yeah. that's good i like that uh, so coming up next her, her.